20 yards out! That is a duel from Jim On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. G'day, amigos, and welcome to the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you, and thanks to Finey on another fantastic show. Good to have him back. Well, it's the first time we've been back since he's been back. But uh, And also, interesting to hear the reprisal of the Wonder Years uh, with Troy Zantuck and Stephen J. Peake. As always, good listening on a Wednesday night. Vinny Venezuela, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. Good to be here. Yes, and uh, Warren's back. It's two weeks in a row. Warren, welcome. Yeah, thank you. I think I'll have the week off next week. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah, on a rostered day off, you know. Not surprised. <laughs> and the biggest news in football, clearly, this week is Liverpool coming back to play Two games in Australia in July. Actually, no, no, it isn't, Warren. It's you bringing me the wine you owed me for, <laughs> oh, the, yes, for I, the derby yeah, bet was, that we made ages ago. Yeah, it's actually two derbies ago, so I thought I'd better pay <laughs> up before the third one. And a very satisfied-looking Carlos Alberto Diego is in the house as well. Absolutely. I'm a winner. You're a winner. Of course, <laughs> uh, won the Asian Cup off my own boot Yep. Uh, on the weekend. And uh, what a game that was, hey? What uh, a game. And uh, I'll never forget... When they when the Koreans equalised with a minute to go in in junk time, uh, you know in normal time, high boot Carlos. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yes. Let, let me just yeah. Let me just say, my wife and you guys know the you know the, the how, how my house is set out mm. that long corridor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my wife ran from the living room down to the furthest room up the front of the house and did not want to know anything more about this game. I can imagine she Carlos. was so shattered. With that one all, you know, when they equalised, and she was convinced we were going to lose. She was very, very emotional. Last, I mean, she get, she has been emotional in big moments in Australian football when Timmy Cale scored, the, you know, the double against Japan at the World Cup in 2006 when John Aloisi scored uh, the penalty. Yep. Uh, the big, and Harry Kuehl scored the equaliser against Croatia to make us qualify through the knockout stage. She cries. <laughs> but this time she ran and cried. Right. So, uh, so that that you know, that was an embarrassed cry. I'm not but, sure why. But that... then again, she came back yep. with tears of joy. Oh, yes. Once, uh, My once wife swore in front of the children for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> the little kitties had yeah. to put their ears over them. Really? Yeah. She swore. And they got sensitive little ears. Your yeah, my children. Yeah. I yes. was getting some choice texts about the referee. I've got to say <laughs> that I really can't. Uh, repeat on the radio, but uh, by the way, you tweeted as well as uh, probably Mess Luongo was playing. Well, I was, you I tweeted was, very well. I was that Rodrigo. excited yeah. that I thought I'd uh, enter the world of social media, yes. Carlos, because uh, from my perspective, that, that was a great night. Yeah. And uh, when Troisi scored that goal, I probably, if I measured where I ended up from where I was sitting, <laughs> I reckon it was about <laughs> ten metres. Yeah, yeah, everything I've said about Tommy Urich over the last twelve months that Carlos has absolutely castigated was out the door in one fleeting second because the nutmeg... <laughs> oh, it was Viduka-like. Ah, yes. It was Viduka-like, yep. the nutmeg. It was a thing of beauty. I'll tell was. you what, I, I think the boy became a man in that game. I mean, he's been very good, Tommy Urich, a bit injury-riddled and missed But he games. was tough, wasn't he, oh, then, Carlos? But and d- determined. He came on. In the, but, but through his whole, through his whole um, uh, tournament, he came on and added something every time. And he almost relished the fact that we... Couldn't hold on the possession. When they booted it forward, mm. the old-style soccer is up just, to him. Oh, up to him against three Cro- uh, uh, Korean defenders. 
and the buffeting and the and the physicality and the hot he hogged the ball three or four times when he could have dished it off to someone else and he was getting yelled at by Truisi because he wasn't passing it to him and then he hogged it one more time to get that ball across. By the way, I reckon that was a shot. By the way. Who was the other guy? It, it was, just it was the Jason Davidson. Yep. And, I, and I asked the Davidson family what was happening there. And Jace apparently, uh, and even Tommy Urich said after the game that the pass was for Jason yes. Davidson, who yep. was almost he was on there. the goal line. Yep. Yep. And uh, but uh, with the with the palming by the by the goalkeeper, put it into the path of Troy's, and he slammed it away. But uh, we could never. It's amazing. We don't have a lot of the goosebump. The goosey moments, the goosebump moments. Uh, so we'll remember them in our in our lifetime, and that certainly was, and and well deserved too, by the way, well deserved. Can I say that that Urich moment is 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 one for the ages because mm. it it shows the kiddies growing up. You, a you never give up, mm. and you can make something out of nothing if you've got a clue. And yep. he, what he did to just you know, keep the ball and then get it past that player and so he could set himself up for yeah. the actual pass was, was beautiful. It was, it was magic. It was excellent. It was magic. And I'm just loving the talk about it ever yeah. since, you know. Um, hey, if you want to talk to us about the uh, Australia's fantastic win in the Asian Cup, please give us a call, 94291116, or send us a text on 0433981116. We've got a big show. We've got Mike McGrath coming up a little bit later on to talk about everything in the UK. But, uh, you know, this first uh, first 20 minutes or so, we're going to talk about the Asian Cup, everything around, uh, you know, Timmy Cale, uh, Vinny Venezuela. What is our hot topic tonight. Yes, uh, look, uh, on the back of the fact that I don't know how you say Super Tim in Chinese, uh, the big question <laughs> is, for the listener, for you, for you guys out there, did Super Tim do the right thing? He signed uh, for, for Shanghai Shenhua. I don't know how to say I don't. I don't know any Chinese except Shishi, I think, which yeah. is thank you yeah. and, and stuff. But, uh, I, I mean, I would know how to say Super Tim in Japanese. Super Tim! <laughs> but I don't know how to say it in Chinese. So did Super Tim yeah. do the right thing? Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. And also, Carlos, before we do that, I want uh, I just want to get this off my chest because yeah. uh, I want our listeners to go to 4diegos.com. <laughs> I really do want you to go to 4diegos.com yeah. and subscribe to our e-newsletter and... When you do that, you'll go into the draw, uh, and you, there's heaps, heaps of prizes here. Mm. There's uh, Johnny Warren T-shirts and caps, and his wonderful book. There's four copies. We're going to draw this soon. Sheila's Wogs and Poofters, of course. It's, it's signed by the great man, and this is a great moment to remember that great man because uh, he told us so many years ago, um, and uh, all you need to do is go to 4diegos.com, subscribe to our e-newsletter. It's all there. It's laid yeah. out in front of you, and you go into the draw to win all those fantastic Johnny Warren memorabilia. So, uh, Warren. Yeah, look, I don't want to preempt what our listeners are going to say, but I, the only downside of this whole week for me, and I'm not going to. You're not going to shoot Bambi, are you? I am. <laughs> oh, look, if you re- I read diligently for a change the notes that you supplied us before the show, Carlos. <laughs> and if they're presented correctly, as I assume that they are through the Fairfax newspaper, that Tim Kale is being paid. Yep. Somewhere close to nine and a half million dollars for the one year at Shanghai, with bonuses. Good luck tips. to him. Yeah. Good luck to him. Yeah. But it, it's fair to say he doesn't need the cash. It's fair to say that. How do you know? Was, how do you know? He might have a, just a, a really, really okay. Okay, uh, I'm gonna lavish lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, his, his kids. They apparently they hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, for him to not be offered a deal, supposedly, or. For him to be demanding, okay, 
more than the marquee salary of an A-League club to come back to Australia. I just think it's extremely disappointing. Boy, who, this was the... Who, who, you know, who's disappointed you here, Timmy or the A-League clubs? I think it's a combination of both. I would have thought that Tim would have taken a pay cut to come to Australia, oh. first of all. And second of all, we had to find a way to have him play in Australia now. Warren, you've been doing we this show to for 21 years and you still haven't learnt anything. No, I haven't. And I'm still emotional and I'm still... You're hoping... romantic, Warren. You're yeah. the romantic no, one. Tim Kale came out and look, as much as we love Tim Cale, I know you don't. You want to shoot no, I Bambi, love right? Tim but Cale. I love but... Tim Cale, but what he did say this morning or yesterday in his live announcement that he was going to go to China, he said that he never re- uh, never received a realistic offer from an A-League club. So now, wh- that that but he's t- Why he's, can't... Talking, he's actually bending the truth there a little bit because I know for a fact that uh, Sydney FC offered him at least what Alessandro Del Piero was Why can't getting. he accept Alessandro Del well, Piero hang on, money? Hang on, that's you know, because he's getting ten million he's from bent, China. He's bent the truth a little bit here in that Sydney did or break the bank to try and get him, but his realistic money is around the eight million mark or the nine million mark. No, he now, wouldn't have Alexander, been getting that at Real Sociedad in Spain. No way. Well, he, that's, he wouldn't have got that at Everton. To tell you the truth, I heard a bit of a rumor that they were, that people were talking about Qatar, UAE, China. I heard a rumor that that there was a Thai offer from Thailand. Mm-hmm. For around the ten million mark too, so he could have got it you know, a couple of different places, and Qatar and UAE would have been somewhere around that mark too. He's not going to play in Australia, is he? No, it's not. But I what? Doubt it. Hang on, the way he made the A League look on this one, I was a little bit dis- disappointed with because it's made the clubs look like they're not ambitious enough. They've got to work under a salary cap. They've got to work, uh, you know, under a lot of financial restrictions and also smaller squad size, all that sort of stuff. For him to suggest that. The offer from Sydney was not realistic, but it was around the Alessandro Del Piero mark. I mean, that's a little bit... I, that's, that's I think uh, with Super Tim, he's 35 now. He does a year, right? Makes the cash. Then he'll be 36. If he's fit, he, may, he, he, could, make, he could do a year on the A-League. I reckon if Del Piero did it at his age... But now, Vinny, now was the yeah. time, wasn't it? It was like, it's this is the moment opportunity. Well, imagine the... Imagine the publicity on top of the Asian Cup to have Tim Cale two days after announce that he was going to come and play at Sydney FC. It just would have just continued that role. Now, the competition's bigger than one player, but the synergy around winning the Asian Cup in Australia, being the first country in Asia to hold both the club championship and the national competition at the same time, the, the synergy is perfect. Can the A-League get involved and top up the cash? Probably not because they create a precedent. Not ridiculous cash. Not ridiculous cash. You're a dreamer. You're a Fenningham dreamer. (laughs) Not ridiculous cash. If it was five mil, yeah, it would have been maybe a couple of mil over... Five mil plus a vision. That's what he wanted. He wanted a project. He wanted a project. He he needed the word project. (laughs) So he didn't get that. Where's the word project? Del Piero got that in the first page of the proposal. That's a project. (laughs) Project. Del Piero project. (laughs) He did. Can I just say, I think it's hilarious... That there's gonna there's probably gonna be a building in um, Sydney that has to be sold for <laughs> to pay for yeah. t- Timmy Cahill. So I reckon the Chinese developers are those yeah, sh- yeah. Shanghai Shenhua. Yeah. Don't you reckon yeah. that if you knew that this is the building <laughs> that got you know that 
the Timmy bought yeah. that, that they sold for Timmy, you, yeah. you'd, you'd go and live there. Yeah. It'll be iconic. <laughs> hey, give us a call, 94291116. Let us know what you think about uh, Timmy Kale. Did he do the right thing? And Matt in Ringwood has called us. G'day, Matt. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, very well. Thank you. You want to talk about Timmy Kale? Yeah, so I personally wasn't too upset when he didn't sign with an A-League team because I feel he's done so much for us already as a nation that I was pretty happy that he got one final big payout. And I still believe he'll come to the A-League eventually, even if he's on the back leg of his career. Yeah, and he's the sort of guy too, Matt. Like, I'm the same with you. He's the sort of guy that he won't end up, you know, putting on weight in one year in China. The guy's... He could ride in the Melbourne Cup. Apparently, he's at his playing weight when he started playing football. It was like 75K. Uh, I don't think the vertical leap will go. Uh, he he was never really blessed with a blistering pace. Uh, and he's still got all the hunger and the excitement around him. So, I agree with you, Matt. I think, even though I, I agree with Warren, it's a first, I know, but uh, I agree with Warren that this would have been a fantastic Philip for the A-League if he joined directly after. But... You know, someone's off you nine or ten mm. mil, even if you've got... Look, his kids are going to be millionaires, and their kids and their kids will be millionaires after. So he's actually setting up the, the long lineage of the Kale family yeah. here. It's his breaking bad decision. <laughs> like, he's got to do it for the family. He's not, right. It's all about the family. There's no way he's playing in the next World Cup, though, is there? No way? I wouldn't say that. He's left the door open, and, and it, I think there's room for one... Really old bloke who can still run, <laughs> and if that's going to be Timmy Kale, that was your problem, wasn't but, it? Kale? Oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. on the back of what Matt said, you know, you look at it, Heskey came and he was he was he was all right, uh, good, at, but but I think Timmy Kale at his age coming back to the A League would be better than Heskey. Oh, yeah, by a mile, and, by a mile, and score yeah. more than Heskey, yeah. and so Heskey's I don't necessarily against Liverpool tomorrow morning. Yeah, I don't necessarily think uh, Kale's uh, out out of the A League. Uh, picture yet. Yeah. yeah, but I wouldn't begrudge him at all. I think, you know, he did what he did. You know, let, let's not bag the guy because he, he's done it. He's, but isn't, he, isn't it funny, though, that uh, that Shanghai Shenhua were the ones who were offering $18 million over three years to Tommy Urich, mm. right? And it's supposed that Ange Postacoglu said, no, Tommy, it's not good for your career. Then, uh, you know, Nathan Burns missed out because Wellington Phoenix wouldn't uh, release him. And now uh, Timmy's saying, I'll take it. Yeah, I know. I, I'm off there. It's easy to be spewing, yeah, wouldn't you? Apparently, what? apparently he rang up Ange to get his approval. Oh, yeah, off you go, go Tom. Do yeah, it, Tim. It's not, not good enough for Tommy, but it's great enough for different you. Different for a 35-year-old, yeah, though, I right. reckon. Yeah. You know? Anyway, hey, um, come on, guys. I just sent through a text. Uh, I'm a convert, and uh, you're bagging a guy that just won you the Asian Cup. Not, get real. Not, not, no, bagging. No bagging. Bagging. not bagging. Not bagging at all. Not bagging <laughs> at all. I love the guy and what he's done for the sport. But I just know... Is it Gazy? Gazy in Laverton? I just know that the Sydney guys did offer something that was realistic. That you or me would take, Carlos. No, in normal human terms, in in Del Piero terms, it was a a reasonable amount of money. Uh, To say that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a a reasonable offer, it wasn't a realistic offer, sorry, that's the words he used. I, I think that's a bit unfair for Sydney even though I don't really want to back Sydney on anything, but on this one here, you've got to. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to sort of stir stir the pot and uh, make trouble for anyone. But uh, I think Bresciano could come back now if he wanted to. But he's he's over there making a pretty penny in Qatar, and yeah. so be it. You know, yeah. I can't begrudge him that. He's going to make I, a living. We're talking about Australian footballers yeah. here. You know, if they can set themselves up for life three times over, even when they've reincarnated a couple of times, they've got, they're making so much money. Why not? Yep. Why not? I think the call, though, on Urich and Burns is a good one, 
in not terms Burns. of Burns. Burns should have, you know, Bur- I'll tell you what. I would be refusing to play for Wellington Phoenix given that Wellington <laughs> Phoenix stopped his chance. I mean, there's no way that they'll ever pay him anything no. uh, close to what he would have got at Shanghai. So, But his football's been good at Phoenix, and he's, he's yeah. almost been reborn at Phoenix. Yeah. He's been given freedom, Vinny, there's no way. There's no club in the world that will offer him anything near mm. Shanghai Shenhua in the rest of his career. He's 26 now. That's true. This is what, I'll tell you what, you know, I would have been very, very angry if they wouldn't let me go. I'll tell you what, the text messages are fully in support of Tim Cale. You can't be serious asking a guy to walk away from $10 million. No, 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 no we're no, not no, saying no. that just, at all. But generally. it's the way... Pa- I was actually looking at Warren. Oh, Warren, yeah. yeah, no, Warren, yeah. Warren. I'll, I'll defend myself here. No, no. I'm, I'm talking from a purely... Uh, there's, no, there's no criticism of Tim, T- Tim Cale taking what is an outstanding deal for him personally. But in real terms based on his whole career, taking Alessandro Del Piero money at Sydney, which I know is far less, but is still astronomically good for no, the good of the I, game. I have no problem with that. But he's well, doing a only, lot for the good of the game, though. No, I the mean, only problem I have is the comment that was made saying that it wasn't a realistic offer. It was a realistic offer. It's just that you wanted a lot more. Mm. Uh, you were offered a lot more elsewhere. Your market value he, is yeah, worth more than absolutely. what we can Absolutely, and that's, uh, that's fine. Meet. And I have no problem with that. But it did make the A-League look like they just weren't courageous enough or they weren't resourced enough to do it. And they haven't. But, I mean, it's just something – I thought it was a bit of a slap or a backhander to the A-League. No. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't needed. Anyway, so. hey, Ralph in Armadale has called us, wants to continue this discussion about uh, Super Timmy Kale. G'day, Ralph. Welcome to the show. Uh, g'day, boys. Uh, look, uh, my argument is uh, it's, it's a bit of a Buddy Franklin uh, story, I think. Um, the bloke, Tim Kale's doing this. It's his profession. This is what he does for a living. And he's got an opportunity to earn a significant amount of money at the back end of his career. Um, it'd be crazy not to consider it. Now, yeah, depending on what the options were, naturally, uh, you know, you'd have to weigh all that up. But at the end of the day, if he's been given that opportunity, I mean, if you blokes were offered, you know, a bag load of money to go and work at 3AW tomorrow, take, pick up your show and go and run there, um, would you turn around and say, no, we're a bit loyal, we're going to stay where we are? We'll talk uh, to you off air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Ralph, it's, it's not about, for me, it's not about the money. It's just the comment was made that, the A League weren't serious about signing him. Well, in A League terms, they were, and uh, and in Alexandra Del Piero terms, they were, and that's pretty significant terms. So I, that, but mate, if they offered him, if even if they offered him less than he decided to go to China, good on him. I, I've got no problem with a player making decision where they're going to go and play. Absolutely. Mm. Hey, thanks for your call, Ralph. Really appreciate it. There's actually a lot, lot of, as I said, a lot of support for Timmy Cale, and and not much for me. Not not a lot. Warren. That's fine. It, it I'm used to, to that, said. and I'll keep saying I, I, I agree with Carlos, but not for the same reasons. I think I don't think the money is irrelevant because it's not. We're talking about nine point six million dollars, but I'm talking about all the emotions and everything, and all the everything else besides the money that it would have been so good if we could have found a way to keep him for what would have been very reasonable cash. Warren, I, I think it would have been nice. Oh, sorry, Rodrigo. I think it would have been nice. However, I, I, I think you could also make the case that the A-League doesn't necessarily need him. That what he's, The amount of bums on seats that he's going to put, put, you know, put up there in the short term, 
it, it's going to be negotiable. I think the A-League is just getting better and better without him. And we certainly benefit from from his in, involvement in any form of the game in this country. So, um, you know, we'll, the A-League will survive regardless. It absolutely will, Vinny Venezuela. Hey, we're taking your calls tonight, 9429-1116, and we'll come back with more of those right after this break on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. <laughs> On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Yes, we're here on a Wednesday night as always and uh, talking about uh, the Asian Cup, Timmy Kale, we're talking about a lot. Uh, we want you to go to our um, 4diegos.com website, subscribe to our e-newsletter. It's uh, all there right in front of you to do. It's very easy. And uh, once you do that, you'll go into the draw to pick up some wonderful Johnny Warren memorabilia, T-shirts, caps, and his wonderful book, uh, Sheila's Wogs and Poofters, which he wrote, geez, a long time ago now. Um, Sheila's Wogs and Poofters and Warren. And <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he come into any of those? Ca- no. Yeah, he's okay. got his own uh, um, no, he wouldn't, actually. Book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's also signed by the great man too. So, mm. so get on to fordiegos.com and subscribe to our e-newsletter. We're going to do that draw very quickly. We're taking your calls as well, 94291116. Got a couple of text messages here. Uh, Warren, there's a few now erring on your side. Tim has a right to go for the cash, but I wish he would stop talking about vision, giving back and all that other stuff. Just say the A-League can't compete with overseas salaries and leave it at that. It's his spin rather than his choice, which grates somewhat. That's a different spin. Well articulated, that one. Let's go to Andrew. In Coburg wants to actually wants to talk about the Asian Cup. G'day, Andrew. Welcome to the show. Oh, g'day, guys. How's it going? Yeah, well, well, mate. Good, mate. Yeah, I've been a long listener for I don't know like, how many years you've been on radio. 20, Twenty-one. <laughs> Too long. You sound, you sound like you're about fifteen years old, there, <laughs> Andrew. Mate, <laughs> twenty-three. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but just oh, I love your show, and I'm just I'm so happy for Australia. We actually won an Asian Cup. I mean, back in the days, Oceania playoffs against Fiji and stuff in the early two thousands. I mean, we've come a long way. Think about it. Like, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, the boys just played well. Like, the team just awesome now. Ange got them on the ball. I mean, Juric, that that play was fantastic. I mean, the whole team. It wasn't. It wasn't just one guy or two guys. It was like they had the ten or twelve guys score goals in the mm. competition. So it just makes them a bigger threat. It's not the one player relying on. You know. Yeah, no, I totally agree, Andrew. And the one thing I want to say with regards to the Timmy Carl stuff, I don't want to take anything away from the Socceroos because. It Look, if you're not fortunate enough to be at a World Cup, it's just fantastic that something like that happened and they played the way they did on home soil in front of a home crowd. And yes, it was better because we had an Aussie coach coaching an Aussie team in a really attractive way. And I'll tell you now, Sainsbury's pass to Luongo could have been Di Maria to Messi. It was just absolutely fantastic. You swap the colours and you put them in Brazilian colours or whatever, it was just brilliant. Yeah, look, I've been accused of beating it up a little bit since since Saturday. It wasn't a Di Maria to Messi pass. It was a good pass. <laughs> no, the whole sequence leading it was a and pass. the goal. It was a pass from it was the a nice turn, Was turn. that a quality no, goal from Messi? No, the turn. The turn. The turn was very The nice. turn was Palais 1958-like. <laughs> but the pass. No, was no. Just, I'm know. talking about the whole sequence. <laughs> On my good day in the pub leagues, I could... I could Although, Carlos... Yeah. In fairness to Trent Sainsbury, I think we found someone there oh, yeah, who ex- is, yeah. is, is going to yeah. be a fantastic... Oh, he, he's, he's Jackie Charlton-like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for your call, Andrew. Um, keep listening, mate. We really appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Peter in Greensboro. He wants to continue the Timmy Kale discussion. G'day, Peter. Yeah, how are you going, guys? Yeah, very Good, well, mate. thanks. Uh, just two quick points why we're better off not having Timmy Cahill in A-League. 
Number one, he would have stuck too many funds out of the FFA and would have lost resources from other departments. Okay, perhaps. And number two, only one team would have benefited from him being here. Well, it's interesting, so, Peter. Australia benefit. Yeah, that, that's a, that's an interesting point. But Warren, you were talking about, or was it Vinny? One of you were talking about the fact that uh, even in an away game, oh. he would be dragging people yep. in uh, at uh, in A League games, as Del Piero did yeah. at different times. I'm a big one for the connection between fans and our stars, and I think AFL is a big sport because there's a connection. There's you're able to go and see the champions that you follow. And I think too often we're starved for that opportunity. I know kids would have gone, and here's the flow-on effect, I think. You're a neutral. You love Tim Cale. You love the Socceroos. But when he plays for Sydney against Melbourne City, you go and watch him play at that venue. Now, if Melbourne City play well and happen to win you might actually go back to more of their games. I think there's a, a great way of building connection yeah, within but, teams but, but what, through players. But what responsibility None. has Tim Kale None, really. got Except for the vibe. to come back to Australia <laughs> to do what you're cast. talking about? It, it, I don't, there is, Timmy Kale has provided Australians across all sports, mainstream Australia, with goals in 2005, 2006 World Cup, 2010 World Cup, and a, a cracking one in 2000, uh, a couple of good goals, mm. but the cracking one in 2014, plus what he did in the Asian Cup. What more can this guy do to, um, to inspire oh, people yeah. and bring them to the game? In, te- in concrete terms, Carlos, nothing. In emotional, in connectiveness terms. That's not his responsibility yeah, but, but, A lot. Go ahead, Rodrigo. Oh, so don't underestimate also the, the, the buy-in uh, that, that that he seems to have really, um, you know, in in, in he- not inherited, but but he's really bought into Ange Postecoglou's oh, mission. Absolute and, credit and, to him for that. And I, and, I, and I actually think that that has really helped galvanise yep. the team and the rest of the community behind behind yeah. this team. Well, I really think that uh, Timmy Cahill in in the se- him not coming back. Timmy Cahill's like the destination. He's the footballer you want to become, and he's the he's the well travelled elite sportsman who's who's done it all. But at the end of the day, has remained loyal to his country and plays, uh, you know, with his heart on there beating for, for for the nation and and supporting Ange and all of the stuff he does. I think he brings people regardless of where he plays. I think I think in the short term the Timmy Cahill factor would be really good because people would flock, but then there's always there's always a challenge of keeping them there and and even with Del Piero, yeah, the, the, the first year people were were packing the stadiums to see him and get a get a photo, you know, with him, but then it, it petered out a little bit. But that bit, was the so, team, wasn't it, Vinny? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. It's going to be the team whereas as well. Under, whereas, whereas under Graham Arnold, with yeah. the group of players that they're developing, I think it would be a completely different thing for Tim Cale. Yeah, Tim, Tim wouldn't be any good to us in the A-League unless he was ready to come. If he, if he wasn't 100% ready to come, he wouldn't have been any good to us at all. And what we don't need is another one of those situations where John Aloisi came back to give something back to the game, and then he was booed. By Sydney fans. When he couldn't score. That's, well, yes. when he was missing open goals. And yep. that, that can happen to anyone. So uh, you never want those players to ever go through that, if possible. 
Here we go. He's another one. He'd spoil his international reputation like uh, Aloisi, Kale. Yeah. If he played for an A-League club, he won't be liked anymore like he is now. So not if he ten... played for Sydney FC. With all due respect to that text message, not 10 years in, I think I think the whole, the whole focus and the whole demonstration of the competition now is better than it ever has been before. I mean bar for extreme examples like what's happened at Newcastle in recent weeks. But I just think the context in which a marquee player comes back to Australia now, I mean, you look at the quality of... Mark, Mark, there are overseas players that are coming to Australia now that are currently in World Cup squads or in their national squads. Mark Yanko is actually captaining a team that is actually on top of their group in the European Championships. And what team would that be, Warren? (laughs) Not Switzerland. Not Switzerland. It's a cold place. Yes, it is a cold <laughs> place. It's Austria. It's Austria. <laughs> okay. All right, let's, uh, let's just uh, let's move off Timmy Cale for a little bit and let's talk about some of the other um, wonderful things that happened. What about Mark Milligan's performance? I mean, oh. there is a text here, and I kind of yeah. agree with it. Michael and Ashburton, I reckon Mark Milligan deserved more plaudits for his performance in the final. He was a driving force in the first half when others went missing and, and took oh. on the left-back role with aplomb when also required. What Gun. a, what a Thanks, special, Michael. special player Mark Milligan is. I wasn't always convinced about this bloke. Uh, I remember they used to rave about him. You know, he was in the 2006 mm. World Cup squad. He was, yeah. And he was in the 2010 yep. World Cup squad, and I always wondered about what he added to the team, but I never saw him week in, week out. But since he's joined Melbourne Victory, I have really got an appreciation. When he went back to fullback, when Frenich had to go off, he even you know, increased the output. Hmm. He, he really, really uh, was so uh, almost impassable back there and still created stuff. Added leadership, uh, just a special, special player. He also contributed to, uh, you know... Shanghai Shenhua, like, he made them the team they are today, Carlos. <laughs> but he's he, been everywhere. He has to, he has to. You've right. scoffed at me when, you, when I've said that he's as good as Milo Jednak and you put him in a Crystal Palace shirt and he could play in the when Premier League, Mark Milligan. You've scoffed at no, me. No, I scoffed at you. Other you've Peter scoffed, did. Scoffed Peter from Shelton did or yeah, someone did. Mark Milligan <laughs> could play in the Premier League. He's yeah. as good... As Mila Yednak. But Mila Yednak. No doubt. Yeah, hang on. Mila Yednak he was, was, good special. Too. He was very special in that final. He was very ordinary in the semi final, but very special in the final yeah. for what he needed to do. But I have never, ever scoffed at you about the comparison between Milligan and Yednak. Milligan could play in the Premier he League could. now. He could. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I just say kudos to Ange Postacoglu as well for keeping it together? You know, I've heard a few players post match talk about when they went. You know, when it, when uh, the Koreans got the goal back, and then Ange said, "Look, uh, we can still do this. They're tiring," and and he kept kept a cool head, and I think he led very admirably indeed. He, he, he didn't oh. give the do something. Do <laughs> do something. Did you see him hammer? I think he sort of uh, coat hanged um, Troisi too on the way back on after yeah. the. Uh, you know, the, uh, just at the start of uh, extra time. And, of course, Troisi steps up and scores the goal too. I don't know. I kind of expected that goal at the end, to be honest, from South Korea. For some reason, it just, yeah. it just you know, yeah. I wasn't overly surprised. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Do you find it all, just changing the subject a little bit, do you find it all the fact that there's not many, we had a touch of a conversation about this on Half Show today, that, there, that we haven't had a lot of former Socceroos from the golden generation as such, uh, come out and uh, and sort of congratulate the team. Does that at all concern you, or does that at all um, make you think badly about those guys? You know, I, I, Mark Swartzer was busy leading three goals in for Leicester <laughs> against Manchester United, so he may have been struggling. But uh, look, 
there's two ways you can look at it, isn't it? They should come out and congratulate, or they're sitting back and allowing this generation of players yeah, to actually get the kudos yeah. they actually deserve. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't mind that. I, I yeah. think uh, the focus is on the team, and, and so be it. I've got to mention something. I've got to congratulate the crowd yes. for booing Sepp Blatter. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, because... Oh, you do. I do wholeheartedly congratulate every single one. And the face that he had when the boos came out was absolutely priceless. But for him to come out the day before the final and say that oh, Australia I know. I know. should host a World Cup did that did make somebody? You, did it made me spew, spew up. Spew up. I'll spew. spew up. Because just very quietly, everything that took place in the last three weeks yeah. is everything that we knew would happen yeah. and everything that we know would have happened when we would have hosted the World Cup in 2022. It would have been one of the best World Cups ever yeah. in the world, bar none. And I tell you now, it's just a disgrace. Well, we, didn't, we didn't need to show that in the Asian Cup. We already knew we could we do that. We knew it. We mm. knew we could, we could hold a World Cup. Yes. It was just the way it was done, the whole bidding process. I'm not going to go back to that. But, but for him, I agree. Oh. It's like, does he, he really holds the rest of the world in contempt, yes. doesn't he? By, by coming out and staying like You must think we are stupid. You know what makes me spew? I'll tell you what makes me spew. That some, <laughs> some you know, professional, some hotel, some some person working in a hotel at reception when Sepp Blatter came in didn't say sorry Mr Blatter we don't have your room <laughs> there's been an error you, we don't have a room at this hotel Was the see p- you later that's what should have happened with Sepp he should have just been walking the streets of Sydney so that people could then just Spit at him. And was it, was it the old members of the BF, BLF that were putting together the presentation stand afterwards? Because I fair dinkum, I thought they went off for smoko. Yeah. It took him so long. And then, and then the little guy that escorted the players off the podium, it was done in such a very, very structured way. The players were looking and the trophies. Yeah. And that little girl at the back that was... Handing the little girl, the woman, the, the woman. official, I yeah. shouldn't be the lady. Disres- the lady who was handing the trophies to the play to the officials, that then yeah. uh, took a long memorable. time. I if I was a player, <laughs> an Australian player, I would have found it completely impossible just not to go past Sep and just sort of make a bit of a comment on the way through. I know it wouldn't have made any difference. Just that that made me spew. Yeah, I would have given him a hug. Oh, yeah. Said, uh, it's a bit of the Judas hug kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just really disappointing that we won't see it in our... Are we gonna, we're not going to see it in our I, lifetime, are we? I, I, I would actually... No, no way. Uh, no I, way? No, I... Um, actually, I, there was something in the, in the media just this afternoon suggesting that we should be... I think it was the great Les Murray came out and said we should revisit the World Cup. I only saw the headline, so I don't know what the body of the... Well, you, can make, you can make out but a lot please, of the But please, Les, please, <laughs> don't take us there again. It mm. won't happen in our, in our lifetime. Going back to what I would have done if I was uh, given the medal by uh, Sep? Sep, I would have you know, <laughs> hugged him. But you know how your mum in public sort of might hug you and then pinch you really hard <laughs> and no one could see you? I would have just pinched him so hard so no one would have seen me do it that, uh, that and just walked off with my little trophy. Someone should have crushed his hand. <laughs> We're yeah. inciting violence really, here. Really hurt him. Yeah, I yeah. think he's left the, uh, left the country. So Just like right. he's hurt this nation. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's take a break now and uh, come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. 
Former Manchester United star, womanizer and self-proclaimed alcoholic George Best once said of Paul Gascoigne, He's accused of being arrogant, unable to cope with the press, and a boozer. Sounds like he's got a chance to me. This has been a sad coaching moment by the Four Diegos. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. And coming up after the Diegos, it's All Night Appetite with Darren Parkin for six hours uh, in uh, every every morning, really, isn't it? I was going to say every night, but uh, All Night Appetite with Darren Parkin coming up. We've been talking about the Asian Cup victory and also Timmy Carr, but let's go now to the UK and catch up with our man, Mike McGrath. Mike, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, our pleasure. You've got Rodrigo, Vinny, Warren and Carlos. Now, Michael, you might have heard, I don't know if it got to you, but uh, Australia won the World Cup <laughs> Asian division um, on yeah. Saturday. Did that even, was that even it a blip? It did make the BBC website, It made the Mike. BBC yes, website. There you go. So uh, what do you uh, think of that, Mike? Uh, I've got to say, I mean, we've been kind of uh, distracted by a few other things over here. So, I mean, probably the biggest news... Um, <laughs> The biggest news over here was uh, from from down under was um, Tim Cahill's announcement. And that really that that did have a lot because it, there was a bit of gap as well between when he was released and um, and his announcement. So there was a few people thinking like you know could he be coming back to the Premier League? So that was probably the the the, the news uh, that captivated us a bit more than the Asian Cup. But you know that that's not to that's not to take anything away from uh, from the achievement. There's a kid, Mike, it's Carlos, mate. There's a kid uh, who ended up being the player of the tournament, one Mass Luongo, plays for Swindon Town over there in the third tier of the English leagues. Apparently he's a bit of a star, and uh, Cardiff made a big bid for him just on the, uh, I think, right at the death with the, trans- with the transfer window. What, do you know anything about this kid? I know he was at Tottenham, and that's your favourite team. Yeah, I mean... His name has just cropped up quite recently, actually. I think the, there's a link between his agent and, and Tottenham as well, and to, some scouting there. Um, and Swindon, you know, Swindon is not the not the worst place to to, to develop as a footballer. You know, Charlie Austin was there, uh, and, that, and and I think it, you know it's a good grounding for for the lad. And he's obviously going places if if Cardiff are going to come in, and uh, maybe he can even go a little bit higher than that. Mike, your favourite man, he wouldn't be sacked, even though he's become the second manager to manage a team that's lost 11 games in a row away from home. I think it was Liverpool in about 1950 or so that did that. A knee injury has finally led to Harry Redknapp. Would you say finishing his Premier League managerial career for good? Yeah, I think so, because I think he's he's just looked... Probably just not not his usual self this season compared to the to the guy that we knew uh, at Spurs, uh, and that he was just a little bit just a little bit tired, um, and and the knee had a big part of that. We spoke to him earlier in the season, and he said, you know, if they didn't get up, he probably would have called it a day, and that he was very close to um, 
close to calling it a day because because of the knee. So um, I don't think he'll be back as well because obviously there are suspicions there that it might that there might have been some unrest behind the scenes. And I suppose if he did come back, that would just confirm it because uh, he has given the reason uh, for that being uh, be, being his knee replacement. Mike, uh, Vinny here. Can we just talk a little bit about the Chelsea Man City game? Uh, obviously, it was a one-all draw. Who who was the result better for? Oh, I mean, you'd probably say Chelsea, but I think I think City played really well, all things considered. They probably deserved a little bit more credit than that the result uh, that they were given for that. It was a decent performance from City. So you know, after they knocked out the FA Cup by uh, by Middlesbrough, I think that that they would have been happy with that. Although obviously it's five points, and also I think there was, there's a big difference between five. I know they could have closed it to two points, but I think there's a massive difference between five points and eight points, and to keep it at five rather than lose to Chelsea. Um, you know, I think City probably would have been the happier out of that. Now, Mike, uh, Liverpool's been on a fairly good run. Uh, Great the... run, Carlos. Yes, Great a run. Good run over the last uh, four or five weeks. Uh, of course, Daniel Sturridge came off off the bench, and oh. what a what a clinical finish! Oh. That. Oh, really, I know it's Warren's team, and I bagged them a little bit, but geez, he went. You know, with the uh, the finish to to get the second goal against West Ham, uh, it's sort of you know you love to see it, but you just you just wonder what the team would have been like, uh, especially given that Luis Suarez has moved on, uh, if, if Sturridge was there all season. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, he's come back, obviously, at the right right time um, for them because they desperately need him back in the team. And I think, you know, it's, you know, Rogers has done pretty well with Sterling, taking him, you know, giving him a holiday, bringing him back. So he's been really good and, I think Coutinho uh, against uh, Chelsea in both legs, he was fantastic. Um, and, and now he's tied down to a, a long-term deal. So, yeah, there, there's reasons to be positive at Anfield now because a while ago it was looking really, it was looking a bit bleak for their season. Now they've got, uh, you know, coming up on the horizon, they've got the, the Merseyside derby. Um, and, and maybe having a look at this top four again, you know, it really didn't look like the case early, earlier on. Now, with the transfer window, Mike, there were a couple of deals at the at the top end that were significant. I mean, I'm going to say one thing about Chelsea. They they let a guy like Schurler go, and I am absolutely flabbergasted that a guy like Schurler can't get a regular game for Chelsea. They get him, they send him off to Wolfsburg because they don't want any other Premier League to have team to have him, um, and then they bring in an, a, another guy. I just get a sense that sometimes. The, the ability for how much you can spend, I reckon actually sometimes clouds your judgment in terms of actually what you've got. I just mm. find it astounding that Schurler couldn't get a regular game at Chelsea based on what he did at the World Cup and his substitution performance for Chelsea. I've always seen him have been absolutely, you know, wrapped with the way that he plays. Yeah, I think, yeah, he's a World Cup winner and, he's, and he probably would get into probably 18 of the... 20 teams of the Premier League um, starting 11s but there is uh, there is the Jose factor and I think I think he's been so ruthless before that he showed with Juan Mata that if he's not doing what he says or if he's not entirely happy with the um, all round output 
and he's um, and he's quick to act. And I think it's quite a good bit of business for them because they're they're uh, generating money and they can bring in somebody like Cadrado, who I think um, you know even if you think he might not be. Ten times better than Scherler. I think that uh, a new face can really, you know, just give him a bit of a kick in in the second half of the season. Absolutely, Mike. And uh, look, uh, we'll let you go now uh, because it sounds like you need a, a glass of water, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a frog in my throat. All right. Hey, uh, thanks for your time as always, and we'll catch up with you next week. Okay. See you soon. There's Mike McGrath from the Sun in the UK. Um, boy, it's been a big show. Don't forget, uh, we've got the uh, derby coming up at the weekend. Melbourne yep. Victory taking on Melbourne Hart. Always mm. a good affair. Apparently, uh, Ange Postacoglu and Mark Miller are going to walk in with the Asian Cup. Fantastic. There's going to be a bit of a bit of a go city. There. That's all I'm going to say. You know, we're, we Should are a wash, aren't we? We're a wash with special occasions. The Asian <laughs> Cup finished now a derby. Middle of the year, we've got Liverpool pack houses in in Adelaide. Oh no, they'll only be uh, they'll only be thirty five thousand in Brisbane <laughs> and gonna, twelve thousand in not, Adelaide. I'm not, not going to make that mistake. I reckon there's six hundred thousand Liverpool fans in Australia. Yeah, Unbelievable. There you go. Can I just say I'm a little bit worried that winning things in Asia could turn sour because every time you know, Western Sydney Wanderers, their last last game, Socceroos, it could yeah. be all downhill now. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Let's be positive. This is a, a very good thing. It's been a momentous occasion in Australian football. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. It's it for the Diego's tonight. Don't forget, after the Diego's, it's All Night Appetite with Darren Parkin, and, and he and Benny Jones have got a very special feature chat coming up with Ray Houghton. Wow, good get, boys. There well you done. go. Uh, Island International, Liverpool. Could play a bit. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, that's it. So remember, Carlos. We were Puerto Rican girls. Hang out. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever you samba, rumba, and la bamba. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls on their feet. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever gringos play football. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. We are the Four Diego. Olé. Olé.